When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Doug is here getting ready to talk to you. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have a gardening question, let me give you that number first. 866-391-1020. If you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you're going to win our first of two gift certificates that we're giving away as we always do every hour on The Organic Gardener. This is a $25 gift certificate from that incredible place that is Sorgles right off the Wexford exit. So 10th caller wins it, 412-922-1020. Listen, Douglas, before you get to what you want to get to, just amuse me a little bit. I was telling you that I kind of have fallen in love with the Smithsonian Channel. So I'm watching it last night, a documentary about Windsor Castle. They were doing like a, a binge thing on the Queen, obviously, because of her death. And, you know, you have been to that part of the world. And I wanted to ask you, I found out that Windsor Castle, where she will be buried, uh, 13 acres estate, just, you know, these beautiful drone shots. And I was thinking about the lush greenery and the gardening and all of the things that take place in that part of the world. So just kind of give me a little bit of a timeline as far as what that part of the world is like when it comes to landscaping and greenery and gardens and just kind of up close and personal. What's it really like if you're on the ground in that part of the world? You know, it's interesting because we had a guy on the show who took care of the roses at Windsor we did. Castle. Yes. Uh, he since has retired from uh, David Austin Roses, Michael Marriott. And uh, he, 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 the stories he told about, you know, he was welcomed there. He, was, he would go there as part of his job, <laughs> you know, and take care of these amazing roses. And he would tell us stories about it. It was pretty cool. But over there, everybody gardens. That's just part of it, you know. Uh, it's an incredible climate for gardening, that's for sure. Uh, you just you don't see anything like it. And folks out there, you gotta you gotta know also when he's talking about the Smithsonian Channel, they actually put cable into the studio here <laughs> for you, Rob. Cable TV. Oh yeah, I know. Thank <laughs> he you. was like a like a kid on Christmas. <laughs> Listen, thank you, Comcast. Thank you, Odyssey. Thank you, Mr. Spatchicoli, Mr. Labrosi, whoever's responsible, Vic Pascarelli. Thank you. Because yeah. before this, what were you using to watch TV in here? It was some kind of Roku thing Roku. or something, right? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, and, and, but I've been able to watch, you know, today MSNBC, CNN, CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, BBC, so Twilight yeah. Zone, yeah, I know yeah, all exactly. the important stuff. Right, right, right. Highway to Heaven, you yeah. Know, it's, 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 it's Me TV, which, by the way, yesterday, guess what debuted on television in 1964 on September the 17th? Bewitched. Oh my gosh! So you and I are both a couple of retro guys. Look, I know you're getting ready to go on vacation, and we are excited about that. Uh, not to say that you're going on vacation, but for you to get away a little bit. Steve Rapaski's going to be here next week. So tell the folks, put your thinking caps on. So if you have some pollinating questions. and Yeah, yeah. If you have questions about uh, not just pollinators, but wasps and things like that, that's part of what Steve does. He did it for me. I had a 
yellow jackets nest down where they drop off the Amazon packages. So the poor Amazon guy, I think I got it. The Amazon guy didn't. He dropped off these big packages on top of that nest, and I went down to get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I saw something flying around, but I didn't think anything of it, and I learned quick. Yeah. So Steve came and took care of it. So pollinators, spotted lanternfly, which I'm going to talk about here in a second, uh, you know, problems with flying insects, that's what Steve is, is best at, but he's a good all-round garden guy. He's been gardening his whole life. Well, so it must have been fate. My buddy George, who is kind of like a brother from another mother, we were chatting it up yesterday, 30-plus-year retired employee of the great United States Postal Service. I said, where are you? He said, I'm in the parking lot at CVS. I got stung, so I'm getting some Benadryl. You know, I, I should maybe talk to Steve about that next week. What happens if you do get stung and you haven't been stung in years and maybe you don't know if you're allergic or not? I have family members who are. And, you know, they have to take precautionary measures. But if you had, like, I haven't been stung by a bee in probably 30 years. Last one, I think, was a hornet. So what happens when you get stung and you start noticing some swelling and things of that nature? I remember <laughs> bald-faced hornets. Ask oh. them about bald-faced hornets because I had a, I didn't know I had a nest of bald-faced hornets. And it was like 90 degrees and I was pulling the hose through this shrub you got hit a couple times i got no my legs were covered with them and my back was covered with them and i went running screaming up into the woods and then dove into the pool and and had to stay in the pool until, you, so until, none of them got you oh no they all got me uh, yeah, uh, it was like a cartoon <laughs> you're just wearing a pair of shorts and all of a sudden you've got this pain like you can't believe and you just i just kind of looked down you know and there's an instant like pain yeah but then you're all of a sudden you look down and you see your legs are covered with wasps and then you feel it on your back, and then it's just you start running and screaming. Well, here's the thing. If you're allergic, that could have been fatal. Yeah, that could have been bad. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, I got stung, you know, 20, 30 times. And the thing with a wasp is it can st sting and it can bite also. So what do you do if you have never been stung and you don't know if you're allergic and you're out doing all this gardening? You ask Steve next week. Well, that's, a, that's what we call a tease. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to wait a week steve call me right now i want to know seriously I mean, you I sit there and you see how your body's reacting. reacting yeah you know it certainly would not be a bad idea to take a, like that's the first thing i did when that those wasps got me i'd never been stung like that before i took a couple of benadryl and i just sat down and took it easy and had my wife there and just like okay let's see what happens here that was that was intense hmm. that was the worst some of the worst pain i'd ever felt in my life but here's the thing doug if you've never been stung and you don't know and you are allergic, and I know people that are and I know what happens to them, if you have that many, these bald-faced hornets hit you at the same time, that could be fatal. So you know what? If you do get stung by a bee of some sort and you have that one, maybe you really should sit down and examine how your body handles it. And if you notice an issue, you should step up and use precautionary measures by getting the, the proper medication and having it on you at all times. Because let's face it. People are out cutting grass, they're weeding, or just, you know, out in the backyard at a picnic or something going on, and it could happen. So you really need to be on a need and to, be this, on, need this, to know basis. this is the time of the year, too, when yellow jackets are at their worst. And right now? I, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're protecting that queen. The queen is the, the the only thing that remains alive over the winter, and the yellow jackets have been there. That's why we just start at the end of the season when we're cutting grass. That's when they're, they're just sure. they're mean and upset. And just like in where they dropped off my Amazon packages, mean and upset. A mean and upset. But so you mean to tell me that the queen is the only one, 
and these drones are working yellow jackets are on their like last flight yeah i don't know if drones is the right word right steve would have it but yeah they're 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 doing everything they can to keep that queen alive so anything that disturbs the nest they're after it all right sounds good listen we're going to take a short break we'll come back but before we do Anything in a minute or so you kind of want to promote here? Real quick, uh, my wife came back from Sorgles, and they had Concord grapes. My wife loves Concord grapes, and she was there and started talking to the uh, guy back in produce, and he said, well, you if you like Concords, you should try Niagara. So at Sorgles, she got Concord grapes, which she was so excited, Niagara grapes, and then some amazing, amazing homegrown heirloom tomatoes all at Sorgles. And... Uh, well, when we come back, i got a lot of other stuff to talk about before we get your calls. All right, let's get some calls in here right now. Let's start talking gardening with Doug. Uh, so you can call us at 866-391-1020. And then Dick Till will be here, right, Doug? And we're going to be talking about what you see with your trees. Oh, yeah. He's got lots of information about what's going on out there and what the season's been like and what we should be doing right now. All right, all of that's still to come. He's Doug Oster, DougOster.com. This is the Organic Gardener, part of Rob Pratt Sunday, KDKA, 100.1 FM, AM 1020. All right, so if you have a gardening question for Doug, uh, you got to give us a call right now before Mr. Till gets here at the bottom of the hour, and we're talking trees with Davy Tree. So any gardening question, all of our lines are open at 866-391-1020. Doug. All right. Well, today is the annual Doug Day at Han Nursery. Uh, every year I go to the nursery. I'll be there today from 12 to 3, helping you shop and hanging around, talking gardening. Most flowering shrubs while I'm there are 50% off, along with seeds, 50, 50% off, 75% off. These nice fabric raised bed kits. There'll be some Doug surprise sales, too. And then I've got 12 one-gallon perennials to give away, uh, courtesy of Monrovia. It's going to be so much fun today from 12 to 3 at Han Nursery. Come on out and see me. We're going to have fun. I've got a, a, a new series of free online gardening classes. They're every Thursday at 5 p.m., sponsored by Farm to Table of Western Pennsylvania. This week, it's all about my favorite perennials, planting tips, and how to make perennials thrive. It's free, but you need to register. Just go to DougOster.com. We're having a lot of fun because it's interactive, but you can watch it later also. And this is wild. I'm not going to Tuscany until next October, of 2023, but it's almost sold out. If you were thinking about this trip, no no more thinking. <laughs> if it's for you, it's time to sign up. Uh, it's off my off-the-beaten-path Italy trip that I've waited a long time to do, uh, and it does include uh, bigger cities like Pisa and Florence, and there's an optional visit to Rome for three days if you've never been to Italy before. And then in two weeks, we've got the Fall Home and Garden Show starting Friday, September 30th through Sunday, October 2nd. Oh, That's really awesome. This is the second year of the Fall Home and Garden Show. I think it's going to be a big deal at the convention center. I'll be there every day speaking at 1 p.m. And not only do I have free seeds, I have free Janoski's garlic for anyone who comes to see me. I've got two big giant boxes of Janoski's garlic sitting in my office that I'm going to give away. All right. How about some calls, Rob? Uh, all right. 866-391-1020. Get on the line. We have some lines available. We're going to get busy here. Mr. Till, bottom of the hour, as we take a look at what's happening with those trees, with Davy Trees, Talking Trees. But right now, it's time to talk gardening with Doug Oster, DougOster.com, the organic gardener on KDK Radio. Judy, you're on KDK. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Doug, I wanted to know, is there still available anywhere a true perennial chrysanthemum. A lot of them are sold as hardy, but they're an annual. They don't 
What a great question. This is the perfect question for right now. Yes, they are out there, but they are hard to find. And so when you go yeah. to the nurse, when you go to the nursery, tell them what you're looking for. You want something that's going to overwinter. And even when they do have one that is technically actually a really perennial or bred to do that, it's it's very hard for them to come back, even under those circumstances of being a perennial, because they've been forced into blooming and spend, expending all that energy on that incredible show of flowers. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is to, to go to the nursery, tell them you want something that's perennial, but then now we have to get it in right now and we have to really take care of it. We have, really want it to get established. If it catches, and I usually give that a 50-50 chance, if it catches on, it will come back year after year. You know, I did a garden consult the other day. Um, yeah, at Animal Friends, actually. I did something for a friend there. They need a little help with their landscaping. And uh, they had lots of mums that had, uh, you know, caught on and continued to overwinter as perennials. So it's about finding the right plant. I think there's a, a version, it's called Igloo, which is supposed to be super hardy even though it's flowered. But it's really tough on plants, and it's really hard to get them to, to, to come back. But like I said, give it a shot. You know, like you said, they're all just say hardy mums, but most of them aren't. Yeah. And my second question is, have you noticed or do you know anyone who has conveyed that this is a year where there has been a heavy population of bees and wasps? I had to call in a bee man to take care of a small yellow jacket hive and never had that problem. And then I was stung on my little finger by a black wasp, which I have never seen. And my finger turned a purplish red. And like you, I went to Benadryl, but it scared me because my finger swelled so badly. It just seems to me there are more bees this year and wasps than ever, or is that just I've actually heard it both ways. <laughs> you know, I've heard, you know, I, early in the season, people were asking me, where are the bumblebees? Where are the bumblebees? And I actually, I reached out to Steve Rapaski and said, what are you seeing? And, and he's like, you know, it just depends on the area you're in. Yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah it, you were unlucky this year. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I have been stung in years, but that really scared me. That it wasn't just the sight of the thing that discolored. It was my entire little finger. I couldn't bend it. And I've never seen all black wasps before. And I, that's okay. Oh, that is scary. All right. Thank you for the call. Let's keep it going. Let's go to Mars and say hi to Paul. You're on KDK. Hey, Paul. Hey, good to talk to you. I have a question about pepper plants. Okay. Uh, Last year, my plants weren't doing much. I thought the soil was depleted, so I spent the winter adding compost and stuff like that. This year, I've got wonderful pepper plants. i got some that are waist high. Wow. But not, not a whole lot of peppers. It seemed like I got the initial burst of blossoms and peppers were grows, and then there was like a month, month and a half where plants kept growing, but not a single blossom formed. And then, oh, maybe the last couple of weeks, I'm starting to get a few new blossoms, but there was a long stretch where not a single blossom formed. My guess would be my guess would be that you just um, the balance of the nutrients might be just a little bit off there, and you're getting very high nitrogen with whatever you've put into that garden, and so that high nitrogen. When we see like a tomato plant or a pepper plant, it's like deep green and bushy, you know, and huge. 
but without a lot of peppers on it, that usually means that it's, the nitrogen is a little too high. And so yeah. to counter that, um, the first thing to do would be to just do a soil test. Uh, Penn State Cooperative Extension offers a soil test for $9. You just go to their website and, and send a little bit of that soil in, and they'll give you a scientific look at what's going on in that soil. You know, and you could wait till after your peppers were done, uh, and you, you'll know exactly what's in that soil, and then they'll tell you what to use to amend it. You know, uh, what you're doing by adding the compost is perfect, but there must be there must be something going on there with what my guess would be just a little bit too much nitrogen. So take a look at that, get the soil test, and then you'll know what to do. All right, Dick Till coming up, tell him what we're going to be doing. Well, we're talking all about the season, you know, what he's seen as far as trees, what's going on with our trees right now, what we should be looking for and looking at. All right, that's coming up in just a couple of moments. Next hour, it's cleaning up the garden, all those great veggies and recipes and tips, tricks, and ideas, and more you share with us, we'll share with you. That's the Coons Cooking Hour. Then it's Heffron Tillotson, a Baird company. Your money and you, two full hours to get a chance to get all of those financial questions answered to help you build a stronger financial portfolio. Heffron Tillotson, a Baird company, still that great place that is the home of the master plan. So stay with us. It is your Pratt Pack for a Sunday until 1. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, Rob Taylor back at the bottom of the hour with the latest news. All of that, including Davy Trees talking trees with Dick Till moment away, moments away on KDKA 100.1 FM AM 1020. Good morning. We're joined again by Dick Till from the Davy Tree Expert Company. Before we start talking trees, let's talk gardening. Maybe you should be hosting the show after those pictures we just saw. Well, we uh, got lucky this year with our tomato crop and Think a lot of I would was, say so. I mean, that's a lot of tomatoes, right, Rob? A lot of tomatoes. Well, and a lot of it, I'm sure, you know, it was the prep that we did. I ran the rototiller through there last fall and again in the springtime. And we worked in a bunch of compost and good topsoil and, you know, did the newspaper trick to help try to keep the weeds down. And mm-hmm. they just are growing like weeds. Oh, that's great. And then you got some good peppers too, huh? Oh, man. Nice got- and spicy too. These jalapenos, you can hardly even eat them. (laughs) You should try habaneros. I got habaneros growing, and, uh, you know, you get half of those and put them in a dish, and it's just like, whoa. Well, my wife even pickled a bunch of those peppers with a bunch of celery and carrots in there. Oh, now you can't eat the celery or carrots either. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get out into the uh, tree country here. What's the first thing on your mind? I've I've been hearing about bagworms. Yeah, the bagworms are wound down here. It's usually late May, early June when the bagworms are really active. But still, if you see those bags hanging on your, you know, arborvitaes or and they're hard to see. They really camouflage well, right? Yeah, a lot of people mistake them as cones. You know, like the fruit on the evergreens. But uh, yeah, mainly the arborvitaes and junipers they really like. So even this time of year, if you see those bags on there and you can reach them. It's good to pick them off. And then uh, one of the problems I've been dealing with for quite a long time is hemlock woolly adelgid. So I've got lots of hemlocks, and they're struggling. Right, they are. And just keep an eye out. You know, it almost looks like snow laying on the branches. Um, you know, that's easily treatable. But there's another pest on the hemlocks there. It's called a hemlock elongated scale. And uh, they actually do more damage than the adelgids. How do I know if I got it? Well, you have to look at the underside of the needles. And they just look like, you know, sometimes you almost need a magnifying glass. 
Um, but on the other side, you'll see they're just little hard scales. And, um, you know, if you're not sure, give us a call. We'll come out and check it out. And, but also this time of year, we're getting calls on hemlocks that the inner branches are turning brown. And that's just natural this time of year. Um, you know, all evergreens, even though they're called evergreens, you know, they don't, the inside needles don't say green forever. And so the older needles are falling off. Uh, the main thing is look at the ends of the branches. You know, all the woody plants, trees and shrubs grow from the tips out. So if the tips are green, you don't have to worry so much. But uh, pretty soon the white pines will be shedding their inner needles, and we get calls about that all the time. But as long as the tips are green, that's a good sign. So with the scale, in general, scales are really difficult to, to deal with. Are they on a hemlock too? Yeah. Yeah, there's just certain treatments, usually systemic treatments we got to use to get rid of them. And, you know, they don't, when you first get them, they don't outright kill the tree. They just weaken it enough that then, like the boars and the other opportunistic pests will come in and finish them off. And tell me what you're seeing with spotted lanternfly. Uh, you know, I just saw my second one on my property yesterday, and I didn't see it. My wife did, and she sent me a picture. What is this? I said, spotted lanternfly, kill it. She's like, oh, they're so cute. <clears throat> And this is the problem. I'm hearing a lot. People are saying this is a beautiful butterfly, yeah. but you got to kill them. Yeah, you got to. That's just stomping on them or a big fly swatter or whatever you need to do. Um, are you seeing them out there a lot? Yeah, in certain areas. Um, I was just in the Munhall Homestead area last week, and it seems like you know they're coming in from rail cars. We were doing treatments down near railroad tracks, and um, man, they're just everywhere. I was actually up in Dravosburg, and I was talking to a lady about a spotted lanternfly. She said, yeah, I saw one. And as we were talking, it <laughs> kind of hopped by <laughs> us and jumped on the tree. And when their wings are closed, you know, they they blend right in with yeah, the bark of a lot see. of trees. But they're out there, and they're multiplying. And right now, that's the main thing, you know, stepping on them, swatting them. You can use... You know, like tangle foot, the gluey stuff on the trunks of the trees or two-sided tape to try to catch some of them. But they don't fly fly. They're actually giant leaf hoppers, plant hoppers. And But when they jump, it's kind of like a grasshopper. You know, they'll jump and flap their wings, and they can make big strides. But, um, you know, they can get up over the tangle foot or the tape on the trees, and they climb and hop and... Uh, they're just getting worse all the time. I saw something on uh, the Penn State website where they had uh, a list of different uh, predators that have started to eat the spotted lanternfly. So that's 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 progress. You know, that's a start. But they just infest. Right, and they're it's still you know fairly new to us. Where you know since they've been imported in here, we're they're looking at different ways to treat them and uh, you know biological controls and. You know, what to do to get them under control, but they're just so pervasive and they're just coming numbers that are unbelievable. And you know, out east around Philadelphia, they've really been getting hammered with them, and they make such a mess. You know, the honeydew they produce, yeah. and then all the um, sooty mold that grows on the honeydew, and you know, they're just a scourge. Well, that leads us to stink bugs because, you know, and that's what stink bugs used to be for us. You know, that one year for me, yeah. those stink bugs on peppers and tomatoes, they just ruined my entire harvest. Yep, and uh, they seem to be on the upswing now. You know, a couple of years ago, we had them so bad in our house. Right. I had my little stink bug bottle 
with a little cooking oil in the bottom there. You just put them in there, and that takes care of them. But I'm seeing more in my house and more outside on the screen trying to get in. Oh, this time of the year, right? Right. Yeah. This is a time of year that the true bugs, like uh, ladybugs, stink bugs, box elder bugs, they all overwinter in the adult stage. Uh, you know, most insects will lay their eggs, and then the adults die, and they overwinter in the egg stage. Well, these overwinter in the adult stage, so they look for a nice little cubby hole or under the eaves or in your house, wherever they can find a spot to overwinter. So that's why you're seeing more and more of them. They've, they know that cold weather's coming. And what is a fall webworm? Well, a lot of people mistake them for tent caterpillars, and um, but they're totally different, you know, coming out this time of year. And they actually make their nest, their webs, over the ends of the branches, whereas the, the uh, um, caterpillars in the springtime make their nests, the tent caterpillars, in the crotches of the trees. Then they have to come out to feed, so they're easier to treat. Once they make their nest, the fall webworms over the ends of the branches, then they feed on the inside there. But this time of year, you know, most of the leaves have already done their job. Even if the leaves all fall off now, the trees will survive, and you know they've already made their buds for next year. So it's more of an aesthetic problem, unless it really covers a whole tree. And a lot of times they're on sweeter trees. Um, you know, crab apples, cherries, and stuff like that. But then also on honey locust, um, there's a mimosa webworms that look a lot like the fall webworms. And uh, sometimes it, those big honey locust trees look like a Halloween prop when they're mm. all covered with these webs. But how, for you know, the most part, they don't hurt the trees. How would you characterize the season in general? Was it a good season or a tough season? Or yeah, it was just kind of odd. You know, it's it started out. You know, it's a lot of rain, and then we went through that dry spell that was kind of tough, especially on new plants there. Now we've had some more rain, and now the late-season leaf diseases are coming out, like septoria leaf spot on the maples, making the maple leaves fall off. And, um, All right, know. tell you what, we'll take a break. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit about diseases. For more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to davy.com slash kdka. Remember, you can always call the experts like Dick Till, from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. And if you've got a tree question, give us a call. 866-391-1020. You know, we always think it's Doug Day, but uh, there's going to be a Doug Day, <laughs> is there not? Today is uh-huh. Doug Day because I'm going to be at Han Nursery from 12 to 3 today helping you shop, talking gardening, and giving stuff away. I've got 12 really nice uh, one-gallon Perennials to give away, plus uh, lots of sa- stuff on sale. Come on, I'm going to help you get some deals. Today, 12 to 3 at Han Nursery and Ross. It's all at DougOster.com. How about some calls, Rob? All right, let's go. We are loaded across the board as far as our calls go, and we're going to start with Michelle calling from Economy as an acorn question. Hey, Michelle, you're on KDK. How are you? Uh, good morning. How are you? Good. Um, I'm wondering, is it a masked year for acorns? We seem to be getting tons of them and does this mean that we're going to have a bad winter? And is there any way to pick those slippery acorns up easily? Thank you. <laughs> All right, Dick. Uh, what's the what's the weather forecast with, for acorns? <laughs> well, I'm seeing a lot of. Doesn't matter if they're pin oaks and you know, anything in the red oak family, and even white oaks are having a bumper crop this year. Uh, when the conditions are just right in the springtime, when the male flowers are pollinating the female flowers. 
Uh, we didn't have a late frost when that was going on, so all the female flowers got fertilized, and there's acorns everywhere, and you got to watch on the hillsides. It's like roller skating, stepping on the acorns. All right, I'm showing Dick a picture right now that my wife sent me. Why Why is the acorn looking that way? It's opening up or something. What's going on there? Yeah, that's just the outer outer husk coming off there and exposing the acorn, um, and they're just waiting to somebody to stomp them in the ground or a squirrel or a chipmunk to bury them. And so, what kind of winter are we going to have? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that easy. <laughs> no, we you can't tell. But the, and there's no easy way to pick them up. We just got a rake and a shovel, and it's a, a pain to pick them up. Or all just up. wait for the deer. Yeah, the deer definitely, and the turkeys love them. It's good mast, and yeah, they all like to eat them, but. You got to watch when you're filling up a garbage can. They'll fill them up too full because then you won't be able to move it. <laughs> That's when we have you it. over to move it. That's yeah. right. That's right. Let's go to Cindy. You're up next for Dick Till and Doug Oster, the organic gardener. Hi, Cindy. Good morning. Um, I just have a comment for Doug. We love your show um, that you're doing right now, the series, the fall series. Um, and I wanted to share my favorite fall pollinator. Um, I love ironweed. Oh yeah. Uh, explain to people what that ironweed looks like. It um, has it goes tall. It has purp- little purple flowers on it, and leaves that are kind of pointy and a dark green. They come up in this time of year, late, late August, September, and it comes up every year. And I never knew what it was. And one uh, year, I went to um, George Washington's estate, and I saw it there, and that's how I identified it as ironweed. But I don't know if it's native, but it, it comes up every year, and the and the bees like it. And then when the, the seeds go uh, come, then the birds will come and get it. Well, yeah, it is actually a native and a beautiful one. Thank you very much for the call. That's very nice of you to say about my uh, series of classes. Every Thursday, 5 o'clock, I do these classes virtually. All you need is your computer, and we just we talk gardening, and it's interactive, and we have a lot of fun doing it. All right. Cheryl is up next from Freeport for Doug and Dick Till on KDKA. Hi, Cheryl. Cheryl going once. Cheryl going Hi. twice. There, there you go. go. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I have a question uh, about the weed that looks kind of like a morning glory that gets in your perennial beds. Is there any way to get rid of that? So that's called bindweed, and that is one of the weeds that needs what we call continual top cutting. And so I inherited a bed with a lot of that bindweed in there. And like you said, it just it looks like a white morning glory, but it's it's a terrible invasive Instead of trying to pull it, because every time, whenever you got something with like those white fleshy roots, when you pull it, you just add more. If you just, whenever you see it, cut it to the ground. Eventually, what's happening is the top feeds the bottom, and you'll eventually just starve out the bottom. And I know it's a pain, but that's the best way to do it. And that's what I've done is anytime I see it, I just snip it off at the ground. And that, that will usually solve your problem, okay? Okay, great. Thank you Thank so you. Much. All right, a couple of minutes left. we got time for at least one more call. Let's go to Leanne and Abella on KDK Dick Till Duggos for the Organic Gardener, KDKA. Hi, Leanne. Hi, good morning. I wanted to know if um, coffee grounds is a good fertilizer. Uh, it is. I prefer to, to use it just in the compost and mix it with stuff. But the the science tells us that, you know, because we used to worry like, oh, my gosh, it's probably really acidic. But once it's brewed, that acidity, is that the way to say it, Dick? Acidity? Uh, 
It's close enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pH neutral, so it's okay to put down. You know, uh, it's just my my whole system. This is just the way I do it. it. Doesn't mean that you have to do it this way, but I like all that stuff. A little bit of wood ash or coffee grounds or eggshells or whatever it might be. Bananas. You know. I like that all to be composted together and kind of mix it up, and then it just kind of forms this beautiful, you know, black gold, basically. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with doing coffee grounds in your beds or, uh, you know, around your plants. What it's, about in potted plants? It's fine. It's fine to do. It's not uh, so much uh, of a fertilizer it is it's just a, like well basic soil amendment that's why I'd, I'd like something more balanced uh you know your composter right, right? yeah yeah <clears throat> like i said it's an amendment and it's good to make sure <clears throat> excuse me everything's all mixed up together and you know let it sit and decompose for a while and like i said black gold Compost is good stuff. And if you want to make your tomatoes less nervous, you should use decaf. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Listen, take us home, Doug. Well, I'm on vacation next week. Uh, Dick, thanks for coming in. This is your last visit until next season. We you, always appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for For more information me. about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to Davy.com slash KDKA. And remember, you can always call experts like Dick from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. As I said, I'm on vacation next week. My friend Steve Rapaski from Bee Control and Meadowsweet Apiaries will fill in as the guest host. How about stumping with some good questions? I'm answering questions after the show if you didn't get through. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. And see me at Han today from 12 to 3. It's Doug Day! All right, 8 o'clock. Thank you to Davey Tree, too, for another great year. We appreciate it. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster down? Download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beauty Rest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero.
Toyota. Let's go places.